This evening's reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 1 to 11, page 1180 in the Church Bibles, page 1180, Philippians 3, 1 to 11. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence." If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But... Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so, somehow, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Good to be with you. Um, yes, my name's Chris. Um, I'm one of the ministers here. If I haven't met you before, it'd be lovely to meet you afterwards. Uh, this is a wonderful passage to be looking at together and very important. Uh, so let me pray as we start. Father God, thank you that you are good and that you give us what we need for this life and beyond. Help us to hear what you're saying to us tonight. Help us to understand you. Help us believe you. Help us to trust you. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Uh, I wonder if you or anyone you know has uh, had to apply for uh, a visa to live in the UK. Um, Getting a visa can be uh, uh, pretty complicated, Uh, Not least because uh, the requirements seem to keep on changing, actually, uh, which means you've got to be quite careful. Uh, What do you need to rely on to get that visa? What documents do you need? What uh, certificates? What tests do you need to do? Imagine if you think that they uh, want records for the past two years, but actually it turns out they want records for the past five years. Oh dear, suddenly you're in a bit of trouble. 
What do you need to rely on? You've got to know that. I bring that up because our passage today brings up a similar question. It's a vital question, and it's this. What must we rely on for making us right with God? I'll put it there on the screen there. Uh, being uh, right with God, what does that mean? That means, um, means that things are right between you and God. Uh, he accepts you. Things are okay between you. Let me say that question again. Uh, what must we rely on for making us right with God? Do we need um, a good CV to show God? A CV like uh, on the picture there. Do we need a CV to show him? Do we need uh, the right actions or achievements or character, character traits? And what actually counts? What counts? Let's look at Paul's response here. Uh, Paul, who's written this letter to the Philippians. He says two main things, really. Uh, they're on your sheets and will come up on the screen. There are a few blanks. We'll fill in the blanks. Don't worry. Two main things, he says. The first thing he says is this. He says, if you can bring it up on the screen. Uh, Paul says this. He says, your life counts for nothing. Next slide. So never, next slide, rely on him. That's the first thing Paul says. What must we rely on for making us right before God? Your life counts for nothing. So never rely on it. Now, Paul is saying, uh, nothing in our life, no actions that we do, ever count towards making ourselves right with God. Our life counts for nothing. Nothing. Now, if our life did count for something, well, Paul himself would be the best candidate for getting that right. Because Paul's CV, as it were, was very impressive. In fact, that he thought his life was, was faultless, really. He thought his life was faultless. Uh, let's read from verse 2 again. Uh, Paul says this. He says, um, uh, watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. Uh, Paul here means, he means um, uh, people who say that Christians must get circumcised for God to accept them. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by the Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reasons for such confidence... If anyone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day with the people of Israel, with the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. In regard to the law, a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. So here is Paul's kind of faultless CV. Uh, he, has, uh, he had faultless uh, religious ritual, so he'd been circumcised like all Jewish boys. He had uh, faultless citizenship and family. He was an Israelite of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, faultless, faultless. Finally, he thought he had a faultless law-keeping record. So um, he followed uh, all the Jewish laws. He'd done everything right, he thought, He's also actually taught the Jewish laws to others. That's what Pharisees did. He was a Pharisee. And he'd, uh, he'd even enforced the Jewish laws on other people. He'd persecuted the church for not keeping all the Jewish laws. So Paul has, he's followed, he's taught, he's enforced the Jewish laws. That seems a pretty faultless law-keeping record. 
And Paul used to think that 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 record of his, that CV, counted for making him right before God. Uh, When I was a kid and a teenager, I used to uh, believe in God at that stage. And a, a bit like Paul, I grew up thinking that my life CV needed to be pretty faultless. That's how I grew up thinking, really. Uh, now, I knew that my law-keeping record uh, was not faultless, to be honest. I did things I knew were wrong, uh, but I was also kind of terrified of getting found out about those things. But I knew I wasn't faultless. But I thought things were okay between me and God if I did um, certain rituals. I'd been uh, baptized and, and confirmed, and uh, uh, I also had my relit- rituals of, um, of saying certain prayers, I grew up kind of uh, that way. Um, for many years, I would try to say uh, the Lord's Prayer almost every day. Uh, for many years, I, I did that. But I rarely thought about the words, to be honest. But I had a sense of, whew, I've said my prayers, great, done. Things are okay between me and God. You ever thought like that, doing certain things? Maybe you've had moments like that. Uh, maybe even if you're a Christian, even now, sometimes you have moments like that. I've done my ritual, I've done my law-keeping, Whew. things are okay between me and God. Paul thought his life was faultless. But then, Paul's uh, massive realization, he realized that, in fact, actually his life was worthless. In terms of counting towards making him right with God, his life was worthless. Let's continue reading from verse 7. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage. Paul's life, his rituals, his citizenship, his family, his law-keeping record, he thought they counted for making him right with God. They, they, were, they were gains to him. Did you see that word down there? Gains. But then he realized actually they're loss. They're loss. He says, I consider them garbage. Now, the word garbage there is a quite, quite a polite translation, really. Um, it has the sense of uh, refuse, dung, that kind of thing. So um, let's just say the word poop, okay? We're going to go with poop tonight. That's what he thinks. Is, so Paul says, I thought my life was faultless, but I realized these things were poop, Okay? Before uh, my wife Karis and I, before we moved house last July to come here, we had to sort out quite a lot of stuff where we lived before. So we tried to go through kind of all our different things, uh, sorting them out better, but, but mainly with one question in mind. Do we need it, or was it rubbish? Made for some pretty hard decisions sometimes. Uh, I came across my three Norwich City football scarves. What do I do with that? I kept one. I get one. Um, what if, going through our house at that time, what if we'd found a bag of poop? I mean, bizarre question in a way. What if we'd done that? Would we have kept it? No, we would not. 
We would not. That would have been out. Worthless. Just poop. Throw it out. Paul here has completely changed his mind about his life CV. He had thought it made him impressive in God's sight. But no, it was worthless. Poop. Tip it down the toilet. Chuck it out. He realized, actually, it's ridiculous to think that our rituals or our law-keeping can make us right before God. That's, that is ridiculous. We get so much of life wrong. Our thoughts about God and about other people are often shameful. Whereas God is perfect. How can any apparently good kind of CV ever be enough to deserve God's favor? It's a crazy thought, ridiculous. So there's Paul's first point. What must we rely on for making us right before God? Your life counts for nothing. So never rely on it. Secondly, then, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Let's fill in the blanks again. Um, Paul says, uh, he says, Jesus' life counts for everything, so always rely on him fully. That's the second thing he says. Do you see what a total change that is? Let's read again from verse 7. Do look down with me in your Bibles from verse 7. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Uh, the word righteousness means that kind of being right before God there. And Paul realized there is a new way to do that. Our CV doesn't count. It's worthless. Rather, Jesus' life, Jesus' CV... That's what counts. Four things, um, beginning with P, about Jesus' life that we see in this passage to help us understand that. So let's go through these. Um, number one, Jesus' life is perfect. Jesus' life is perfect. When we read about Jesus' life in the written gospel accounts, uh, what do we see there? We see a life that is totally perfect. The heart of God's law for law-keeping was, was to love God with every part of you and to love others. Jesus did that to perfection. Perfect actions, perfect words, perfect thoughts. Nothing at fault whatsoever. Total perfection. Perfect love. Also, a perfect truth, perfect wisdom, perfect justice, perfect goodness, perfect humility, perfect faith, perfect mercy. The list goes on and on and on and on. 
That is Jesus Christ's righteous life. You could say that. That's Jesus' CV. Do you see now how Paul realized that his own life, his own CV, was just worthless? You know, I thought a righteous life was kind of this high, but now I realize, oh, it's that high. I see, it's Jesus' life. Compared with that, my life is just poop. That's number one. Jesus' life is perfect. Number two, Jesus' perfect life is a presence. It's a presence. Uh, In this passage, uh, the word faith uh, comes up twice. Uh, Paul says he now has a righteousness that isn't his own. Instead, it's a righteousness which is through faith in Christ. It comes from God on the basis of faith. Okay, faith. Uh, Faith means to put your trust in, doesn't it? It's about uh, receiving something as uh, a present, a gift. It's not a reward that you work for. And a Christian is someone who trusts that Jesus was crucified on your behalf. And therefore, as a swap, he gives you his life. God here is giving us a present. He says, to make you right before me, do not put your faith or trust in your own CV. Don't do that. He says, as you trust in Jesus, I give Jesus' CV to you as a present. He says, I choose to treat you as if you lived life as perfectly as Jesus did. I know you stuff up, God says, but I'll treat you like you don't. Jesus' CV is my present to you. And to help us understand this, um, imagine that you work for a company, uh, but this company is making you reapply for your job, uh, which might have happened to you. It's, uh, people are getting nervous, because they would. It's quite a kind of worrying time. Will I keep my job? Will I keep my job? And then the CEO of the company um, calls you into their office. Uh, they're not only the CEO, they are also the owner, the majority shareholder. They are the company, this person. And they say, if it was me, they would say, uh, Chris, please give me your CV. Please give it to me. So you hand it over. Kind of a bit sweaty, because you have sweaty hands, because you're a bit nervous. Uh, but then they take your CV. They don't look at it. They take it. They crumple it up into a ball. They get a lighter. They set fire to it. And then they go to the toilet, put it in the toilet, and flush it down the toilet. Imagine that. You're probably thinking, golly, is that a good thing or a bad thing? What's just happened? I don't know. But the boss comes back and says, Chris, I want you to have this. It's my CV. I've changed my name at the top of it to your name. It's got all my credentials, my experience, my qualifications. It's perfect. And it's yours. It's got your name on it. If your other managers ask, just give them this. There is no way you can be fired. Trust me. That's what God offers us, we see here. If we put, if we trust in Jesus, his life, his CV, his righteousness, it counts for us. 
So we can always know that God accepts us. God loves us. We belong to him. We can always know that. Now for some of us here today, this thought might be a a very, very new thought. I wonder, do you see what God is offering you here? Do you see how, how perfect and yet generous God is to us? He offers you are the perfect way to know him. And the best thing you can do is to accept that present from God. You could even do that tonight, even for the first time. That's the best thing you can do. And for others of us, uh, perhaps we've trusted in Jesus for a long time, many years, and this thought might be very familiar. But it can be easy to forget, very easy to forget, especially when we feel things like... Um, I've stuffed up again. Will God accept me still? Do you have those kind of thoughts, those feelings? I'm sure you do. I definitely have those thoughts and feelings. But when we stuff up, it's, it's right to be disappointed, but we must remember we're still right before God. That does not change. That's why Paul says at the start of this chapter that this truth is a, is a safeguard for the Philippians. It's a safeguard um, did you see that in verse 1? Safeguard. So uh, rejoicing in Jesus and his present of righteousness safeguards us when we're tempted to think, God won't keep on accepting me. It safeguards us from that. Jesus' life is perfect. And Jesus' life is a present to us. Uh, one thing to add here is that Jesus' life is also powerful. I don't know if you noticed this, but um, it's powerful to safeguard us, as we've just seen. It's also powerful to change the whole way we live. That's what verses uh, 10 to 11 are all, are all about. 10 to 11, Paul says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. He's saying, trusting in Jesus' life to bring us to God, it, it transforms our thinking about life. By being united with Jesus, he gives us the same power that raised Jesus from the dead after his crucifixion. And that means that God will give us the power for doing hard, uncomfortable things for Jesus. Trusting in Jesus and his life changes your life powerfully. Jesus' life is perfect It's a present, it's powerful, and therefore, last of all, therefore, therefore it's priceless. It's priceless. One translation of verse 8 puts it this way. It says, Everything else is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. The value of Jesus' life is infinite. The value of knowing Jesus is infinite. He's priceless. Imagine you're, uh, you're sorting through your entire life, okay? Um, everything you own, everything you've done, everything you've achieved, everything you've mucked up. You're sorting through it all, and you're deciding one by one, uh, is this thing worth keeping, or is it worth throwing away? That You're doing that. It's a thought experiment, really. Paul is saying here, in my mind, I go through everything, 
in my life. And there is only one thing, one thing, above all else that I've got to keep. One thing. And that is knowing Jesus. Knowing him. The value of knowing him is infinite. You cannot compare it. Nothing else even comes close to how great he is. Compared with him, everything else I own, I've done, it's poop. It's poop. Compared with Jesus, everything else is a small bag of poop. It's worthless. And when you think about it, he's right, isn't he? Isn't he right? Jesus is perfect, righteous life. His CV is God's present to you. Jesus won this gift for you by carrying through with being crucified for you. And Jesus will never let you go until you're safe with him in heaven. My life, my CV, yeah, I see it now. That's it's poop compared with Jesus. So our final question has to be this. Has, what do you rely on? How would you answer that for yourself? For making you right with God, what do you rely on? You're not relying on your own CV, are you? That, why, why would you do that? Do you see why why would you do that? It doesn't work. It will never work. Don't do that. Rely on Jesus. Jesus' life counts for everything. So always rely on him. And rely on him fully. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you know we find it uh, hard to let go of the things that make us feel uh, proud, perhaps, the things that we think should impress you about our life. We're sorry for doing that. Thank you for Jesus and how totally perfect his life was and is. Thank you for treating us as if we're as perfect as him. You are generous beyond measure. Whether we are new to these things or very familiar with them, give us a heart to trust in Jesus, your presence of his righteousness. And would we know deeper and deeper the infinite value of knowing him as our saviour. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.